Um, right now, though, we're going to shift gears just a little bit. Uh, most of our conversations, if not all of our conversations uh, this morning, are centered around, you know, January and the, the the things that happen within January, whether it's school, whether it's finances, um, whether it's kickstarting a healthy lifestyle. And that is exactly what we're going to be chatting about next is uh, navigating January and trying to ensure on the back of yesterday's conversation about healthy eating habits, trying to ensure that, you know, you get your nutritious, healthy eating habits, but possibly getting them in a more cost effective way. And I've got joining me on the line now, uh, Muloko uh, Milape, who is a private practicing dietitian and also a, uh, oh, sorry, Mishape. My apologies for that, uh, Muloko Mishape. Um, and also a lecturer at uh, the Sifako Makato Health Sciences University. Uh, how are you doing this morning, Muloko? Good morning and happy new year. I'm well, thanks. And how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. Um, let's get straight into it. A lot of people, you know, a lot of the times when we have the conversation about healthy eating, healthy eating habits, one of the biggest concerns for a lot of us is around budgeting because healthy eating habits can be a little bit costly. If we're being honest, vegetables and fresh produce cost a lot of money. If we are being honest, uh, healthy eating is not supposed to be as complicated as we make it to be. The issue with us is we want to follow trends. Uh-huh. We want to follow a westernized diet. So eating healthy doesn't mean we have to eat things that we're not used to. Mm. We're not supposed to eat things that are expensive. I eat uh, marmalade porridge every morning, which is quite cheaper. Mm. You know, those can be our African foods can be part of healthy eating. Um, brown bread with um, peanut butter is part of healthy eating, and it's not it's not that costly. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, so you were saying our approach to it uh, is a little bit skewed because perhaps we're not tapping into the indigenous ingredients and the indigenous product that we have at our disposal. Yes, because most of us, we think to uh, to be healthy, we now have to replace our usual pap that we eat as Africans. We need to replace it with couscous mm. or we have to replace <laughs> it with quinoa, which is quite costly. So if we can stick to our African food that our parents were eating, our grandparents were eating back then, mm. we are going to be healthy. Our grandparents were eating um, madele, they were eating um, your dried beans, which are quite healthy. They have a high fiber content mm. and they are also lower in fat as compared to meat. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, a lot of what you're saying thus far resonates with uh, our guest that we had yesterday as well, Melissa, who who also was like, perhaps it's our approach. Perhaps it's it's the questions that we ask ourselves and then how we go about answering that, those questions where we stumble. Um, you know, uh, and as you bring examples, I think a lot of us are not really, you know, in this day and age, we're not really that clued up in yeah. terms of the options that are available to us uh, from, from a very indigenous perspective. Yes, and the other thing I think that we can try and do is uh, to buy, uh, we can buy locally produced food. We don't have to go to the upmarket supermarkets when we are buying our fruits and vegetables. If we can support our mothers that are selling fruits and vegetables in the streets, and uh, mm. mushrooms are in the streets, I think we can save quite a lot and we will stop saying healthy eating is expensive. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so then where, where do we start, Maloko? Where, where do we start with our January uh, nutritious meals on a budget? Okay, the first thing is we don't have to be on a diet every January because diets <laughs> are not sustainable. Yes. You know? In January, it's, every time it's New Year, New Me, and we follow a diet the whole of January, and then February is back to square one. Mm. So we would rather introduce new healthy eating habits that are going to be sustainable. And one of those would be to have regular meals. You have your mm. breakfast, you have your lunch, you have your supper. In between, you also need to buy a snack with healthy snacks. Healthy snacks would be a fruit, maybe with low-fat yogurt, mm. a handful of nuts with a fruit, a slice of bread with peanut butter. So these snacks are there to help you not to eat when you're too hungry. Mm. Let's say you're having your breakfast around 8 and your lunch is around 2, 1. By the time you eat around that time, you are too hungry. So you're going to eat a lot of food and you're going to have cravings for uh, unhealthy food. Mm. But if you can incorporate a snack in between, then by the time you're eating lunch, your portion size will be quite controlled and your food choices will be much better. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. okay. So th- that's where we start. Um, and, and then how do we sort of go about um, planning now, as you say, or rather incorporating some of these uh you know, the grains and the whole foods and, and everything that you've mentioned um, that, is, that is a bit more homegrown. Yes. So um, as dietitians, we use what we call a plate model to demonstrate what food groups should be on your plate and mm-hmm. what amount should be on your plate. Mm-hmm. So when you're having your plate, half of your plate needs to be vegetables or a salad. Mm. Most of us, when we eat it, half of our plate is starch or mm. That is wrong. So half of your plate needs to be um, vegetables. It can be two uh, two cups. Um, a cup I'm referring to a two meals cup. Mm. So if we can make sure that when you're having, maybe you have one cup of spinach, one cup of boiled carrots, it will make half of your plate. Mm. Then a quarter of your plate needs to be starch, which is important for giving you energy. I know a lot of people when they're trying to eat healthy, they cut off starch from the diet. You're mm. putting it starch. So we just need to make sure that starch is brown starches. They are okay. quite healthy. They are quite high in fiber. So that is a quarter of your plate. It's the size of your fist. Or you can use one cup, between half a cup to one cup mm. when you are measuring your healthy starches. Then another quarter of your plate needs to be protein. So protein would be your chicken mostly, that mm. is skinless. Your grilled um, fish, your grilled cake, or your um, your beans as well. So if you're going to eat uh, protein, it needs to be around 100 gram, which is the size of your palm. We cut off the fingers mm. around the size of your palm. Ooh, I so know most of us ordering meat is 400 grams. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, because as you said, you know, if I'm looking at my palm and half, so we were both chuckling because, um, you know, I let slip, as you said, uh, protein must be your palm. But if you cut off your fingers, I'm like, oh, that's so so little bit of uh, protein. <laughs> but remember, that is per meal. In between your meals, you can include other protein options, your nuts, um, your, your, your yogurt, a cup of milk, you know. Mm. So, yeah, we need to do everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. No, I like I, I like those words. Everything in moderation. Okay, let let's talk about the um you know um the specific foods, especially when we talk about the starches and the 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 brown starches particularly. Going back to you saying that we can do it 
in the way that we've always done it, in the way that our grandmothers have done it. So what are the options there? Because instinctually we think brown rice um, and then I think whole wheat, whole grain couscous. And you, you, you already raked me on the knuckles and said, well, why are you using couscous and quinoa and all those expensive ingredients? <laughs> So the examples of those foods would be marella porridge, and then we can add low-fat milk to it, which is a source of protein, and mm. we are supposed to balance every meal. And we can add a teaspoon of peanut butter to it and have a food afterwards. That is more like balancing that breakfast. Mm. We can also have like um, your, your cereals, your all-brain flakes. They are quite high in fiber. Your wheat bricks, mm. they are brown, and they are quite high in fiber as well, and they are a good source of energy. We can have our normal brown bread with tomato and a boiled egg and reduced fat measuring. It doesn't have to be really fancy. If you cannot afford the whole wheat bread or the seeded bread, your normal brown bread will do. It's high in fiber as well. Mm. Yes, and your bread with peanut butter sandwich, those are some of the things that we can try and incorporate. For lunch, for those who are going to work or for those who have kids who are going to school, you can try and buy the brown wraps and make them at home. Mm. At least we are in control of what goes into the wrap. We buy the brown tortilla wraps, mm. we put leftover uh, meat um, from yesterday or meat from yesterday. We put some cucumber, we cut some cucumber or whatever vegetable that we have, we put in there, we fold it, then it's a healthy lunch. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, so uh, top and primary of our list is, especially when it concerns starch, whatever starches you were going to consider, try and find the more cost-effective alternative for that, and it must be brown. <laughs> yes, brown starches are quite... You can have white uh, starches here and there, but most of the time, make sure that your starches are brown because we're looking at for that fiber. Fiber is very important in keeping you full for a long period of time. Mm. It also uh, regulates your blood sugar level and your cholesterol levels and it's also food for the gut Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to uh, fruit and veg, I mean, uh, I alluded to it uh, being expensive, but I guess the way to go around that is also to look at seasonal fruits and fruits that are grown domestically versus once that, that label says imported, you can be guaranteed that they've added uh, a couple of taxes or so, or so to the actual cost. Yes, we can do that. And we also shouldn't fear our frozen like fruits and vegetables because they're also quite um, affordable, you know. Mm. So with the uh, canned fruits, we can just make sure that we drain the syrup, which can be high in sugar. Especially now because we're living in days of uh, low trading, there's stage four, there's stage five. Mm. So we can try and also make sure that we are having our canned food, canned Mm. vegetables, uh, canned fruit, our beans as well during those times, just to make sure that we are still eating healthy, even when there is load shedding. Really? Now you see. Now I I used to be a big buyer of like canned tomatoes until somewhere along the lines I learned that they're high in sugar and I just stopped. Um, and I I think altogether because of that I even stopped cooking with tomatoes because you know you always forget to go buy the fresh ones from time to time and then you open the fridge and you've got no tomato. Um, so you're saying that we can actually use canned options just drain out the syrupage in in all of it because that's where the danger lies as the young ones would say 
Yes, they add a lot of sugar, they add a lot of salt to preserve them. So if you're having, um, let's say, for example, tinned um, chickpeas, mm. if you rinse them, then their salt content will be quite lower. And it's convenient. We cannot always have all these fresh um, uh, items all the time. So mm. you can just buy a little bit of canned ones for days when you cannot have the fresh ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've definitely given us a lot of food for thought because it is a difficult time. Um, in fact, I, I think most South Africans, when um, when we talk anything around trying to budget at this point in time, people go, you know, there's no budgeting anything anymore. It's just seeing what I can do with the 10 rand that I've got in my wallet versus what I can't do because we, we all budget it out as much as we possibly can. Um, and so you're just saying, let's just find more cost-effective ways to stretch whatever resource we have financially. Um, stay away from the, the expensive stuff and find the alternative uh, of the same thing that's a bit more affordable or a little bit um, more considered in terms of price. Absolutely love the, the advice, Moloko. Thank you so much for taking our call this morning. Much appreciated. Uh, Moloko is a, a practicing uh, private dietitian and a lecturer at uh, the Sifako Makato Health Sciences University. Um, and it's all really, as you heard us say, it's all about finding the more localized, domestic, in-season, cost-effective um, options for you. So where you can substitute instead of, instead of having a couscous, and that was a good example because it is very expensive. Um, let's try and find another starch and preferably a browner starch. I actually uh, drew a diagram of uh, the plate measuring uh, portions that she advised. Half of our plates must be fruit and veg and a quarter must be starches, primarily brown, and the other quarter must be protein, only half of your hand, just your palm, excluding your fingers. Um, Let's try and navigate and see what can happen. And uh, hopefully we all stick to our healthy minds, healthy lives, resolutions for um, 2023. Um, and we make it through to the end of the year having achieved our goals. We're going to take a musical break now. Global Youth Choir featuring Sun Al Musician coming right up. You're listening to Bridget.